Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Hebrews. Today is episode 913, and we're looking at Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 through 6. Read our passage. Let brotherly love continue. Don't neglect to show hospitality. For by doing this, some have welcomed angels as guests without knowing it. Remember those in prison as though you were in prison with them and the mistreated as though you yourselves were suffering bodily. Marriage is to be honored by all, and the marriage bed is kept undefiled, because God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterers. Keep your life free from the love of money. Be satisfied with what you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you or abandon you. Therefore we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? This is the book of Hebrews. This is a letter or a written sermon to a group of Jewish Christians who are experiencing persecution as Christians. The temptation is to fall away from Christianity, go back to Judaism. And the author of Hebrews is arguing that that would be a mistake because Christ is superior, superior to anything they could be going back to. And there is a new covenant. The covenant is how you relate to God. And Jesus Christ is the high priest of this new covenant. He is the mediator between people and God. So the challenge is to live by faith, to persevere in faith. Now he's finished with the argument over why they really shouldn't fall away. Now we're into chapter 13, the final chapter. He's just summing up with a bunch of ethical concerns about how to live as Christians, very similar to things that Paul would use to close out his letters, and just general topics of Christian living. So chapter 13, verse 1, let brotherly love continue. He doesn't criticize them for what they're doing. He's just saying, make sure you focus on brotherly love and that it does continue. We could also call this love for one another. That is a major theme throughout the New Testament. The major topic in all of Paul's letters is this love for one another, how you care for one another. Jesus made it the second only to love for God. And so we see this linkage throughout the New Testament that to be a follower of Christ is to have love for one another. In fact, in letter 1 John, he said, you cannot be a true Christian without love for one another. So it's a big deal. So he, he just includes here as a, a statement. Make sure you continue in brotherly love. Verse 2, don't neglect to show hospitality. For by doing this, some have welcomed angels as guests without knowing it. Hospitality is a big deal in Judaism. It was a big deal in the early church. It should be a big deal even now amongst Christians, hospitality, taking care of people. And it's for anyone, but particularly for those who are part of the body of Christ. We see stories from the beginning. Abraham hosted these three men who showed up. Turns out one of them is actually God, God and two angels. And Abraham shows hospitality to them. Then two of the Angels went to Sodom to exercise God's judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. And Lot actually brought them into his house to provide protection for them. Lot showed 
hospitality to the two angels. And Lot was blessed by the angels, and Abraham was blessed by God, not so much as a result of their hospitality, but we see them as examples of how to show hospitality. And that's where we get this idea of welcomed angels without even knowing it. Verse 3, remember those in prison as though you were in prison with them, and the mistreated as though you yourselves were suffering bodily. We see the admonition of Jesus in Matthew 25, where he talks about when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, and he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him. He'll separate them one from another, just as a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. He'll put the sheep on his right, the goats on his left. The king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or without clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? The king will answer them, Truly I tell you, whenever you did it for the one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. Then we have the converse of that, where those who didn't do it, he says, get away from me, I never knew you. Then verse 4, marriage is to be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept undefiled, because God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterers. There he's speaking about sexual sin, primarily that dealing with marriage that to step outside of marriage fidelity is to commit adultery. But he goes beyond just marriage. He says, God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterers. So sexually immoral is a broader term that would include a lot of sexual sins, ones that might even be legal, but are still sinful in the eyes of God. And so the challenge here is part of Christian living is to be sexually moral, to live within the bounds of God's law. That would include not stepping outside of marriage fidelity, but also any other kind of sexual sin, be it pornography, prostitution, homosexuality, any kind of sexual sin. Verse 5, keep your life free from the love of money. Be satisfied with what you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you or abandon you. This is a quotation somewhat from the Old Testament. It's not an exact quotation, so I can't say exactly where he's pulling it from. There's language very similar to this in Genesis 28:15, where God is speaking to Jacob, or Deuteronomy 31, verses 5 through 8, where Moses is speaking to the people, or Joshua 1:5, where God is speaking to Joshua. All of the three of those is very similar language. It's not exact. So we're not sure exactly where he's pulling it from. But this idea, this promise that God will be with us. He will not leave us or abandon us. And so the, the focus here is being content. Be content with what you have because you've got God, which is greater than anything you could hope to gain in the world. Number six. 
Therefore, we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? This is a quote from Psalm 118, verse 6. He's giving these ethical admonitions. Live like Christians should. Live according to the word of God. Live lives that are upstanding. And he speaks of brotherly love, hospitality, helping those in need, chastity, and contentment. These are basic Christian virtues that you can find throughout any of the epistles that are written or Jesus' teaching. This is just general, standard Christian living. And so this is how he's closing up his letter here in chapter 13 with just these general standards of and live lives worthy of your faith. He's completed the argument of why they shouldn't fall away from Christianity to Judaism. And now it's just, and here's how you live as followers of Christ. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Hebrews.